is Voicemail, the Universal Postal Union's podcast covering the wonderful world of mail. I'm your host, Ian Kerr. Dr. Sharmika Sirimane, Director of the Division on Technology and Logistics of the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, also known as UNCTAD, joins me in a moment to discuss logistics, regional development, digital transformation, and the role of the post in cross-border trade. Joining me on the line is Dr. Sharmika Siriman. She's the Director of the Division of Technology and Logistics of the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, UNCTAD. Sharmika, welcome. It's great to have you on the UPU Voicemail podcast. Um, let's start with a bit of background. You've held a few top management positions in UNCTAD, and UNCTAD is obviously one of the major global trade organizations. You've been there for is it six years you've been there now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about UNCTAD's mandate and specifically about the work that you and your team do in that division? What are some of the things that are currently on your agenda? Thank you, Ian. Good to be here. So UNCTAD supports developing countries to access the benefits of a globalized economy more fairly and more effectively. That's our mandate. So basically to help developing countries to engage in trade and investment and also to benefit from finance and technology so that they can have an inclusive and sustainable development. So that's our mandate. So what do we do? How do we do that? We provide analysis, we facilitate consensus building and offer capacity building and technical assistance so that developing countries can maximize the benefits of globalization and minimize the risks. I, as you said, I lead the division on technology and logistics, and our core business is to ensure that developing countries are ready to adopt and also adapt the new waves of technological change brought on by digital revolution, because that's the the reality of today, and also to make sure that borders remain open and international trade flows smoothly without unnecessary procedural barriers at the borders. So this is about trade and transport facilitation. And again, digitalization is a key component of the work of my division. And uh, for example, our customs automation program is called ASICUDA, is about bringing down red tape and improving transparency and accountability of international trade, and it is about technology transfer. It's about transfer of very sophisticated technologies to developing countries. So so the work we do on technology and logistics improves competitiveness of developing countries, helps them to diversify their export industries, and bring economic growth and development. So that's the business of my division. You have quite a bit of experience working with UN economic commissions in a couple of developing regions, being the Asia Pacific and Africa. So I guess as a regional development expert, do you see any striking differences in how digital transformation, as you were just mentioning, and new technology affect development patterns in various regions of the world? Have you seen any any major common trends? So one of the biggest trends that we have seen is that while every corner of the world is affected by technological advances, especially this digital revolution, very few right now benefit from these technologies. So that's the big trend, and it's it's a concerning trend. 
let me uh, explain a bit more. Only a few countries currently create frontier technologies such as AI, robotics, the Internet of Things, you know, which are the driving forces of the digital transformation. But unfortunately, all countries will be affected by these technologies and all countries need to be prepared for them. So in UNCTAD, we did a research to see who are the most prepared or the most ready to adopt the frontier technologies. And of course, unsurprisingly, they are the richest ones. You know, there's the US and the European Union countries. But it's important there are many outliers, meaning countries that perform better than their per capita income would suggest. And these are mostly in Asia. And China and India perform well on R&D, you know, research and development, partly because these countries have abundant supplies of highly skilled and relatively inexpensive human resources, and partly because governments had made a, a decision to fund uh, research and development activities in digital technologies. And then, of course, they have large local markets. I mean, that's always an you know, important aspect when you are adopting and adapting technologies. Now, there are countries like the Philippines, Vietnam, and Jordan that also have done and, 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 and basically punched below their weight grade uh, because mostly because they have supporting government policies to create an enabling environment for innovation and uh, uh, frontier technologies to thrive. Unfortunate reality, however, is that the least ready countries, and most of them are in sub-Saharan Africa. But, you know, however, even, the, even in, in that continent, we have seen how technology has helped to reduce poverty and spur economic activities in recent decades. And examples are the impact of smartphones and uh, mobile money uh, and e-commerce. But overall, developing countries and whole continents cannot afford to miss, you see, this coming digital revolution. So the, the, the readiness is, is not there and we need a lot more work uh, to be done. On that very topic, then, what's what's the role of the logistics sector in stimulating this digital transformation, whether it's across supply chains and things like that? And you were just talking about bridging this digital divide as well. So what's the role of the logistics sector? And can you see a contribution of the postal sector to these sorts of processes? I think this is a very, very important question. I think uh, what we have seen during COVID-19 is that digitalization is basically is a live, I mean, uh, digitalization is basically a live or die imperative for the logistics sector. COVID-19 has highlighted the importance of digitalization for the postal services too. Huh? When remote working was the norm and when information sharing became critical to the continuity of logistics supply chains. And uh, with the massive uptake of e-commerce during COVID-19, the postal services will play an important role in many parts of the logistics supply chain. So they will not be just the postal services. They will be a, a critical component of the supply chains. The last mile delivery 
risk management as facilitating the use of digital currencies for payments, especially for e-commerce. This would play a bigger role in, in, in the postal services in coming years. So we saw uh, with our Asikuda program, which is a customs automation program, which is a technology transfer program that we have in Antarctica, that quick deployment of technological solutions was very important for the continuity of business activities and government processes during COVID-19. And I think this is going to be the norm, and this is not going to be limited to COVID-19 period, but this is here to, this digitalization process is here and it is here to stay. So, but the problem is you still need connectivity and you still need affordable internet connectivity and high quality connectivity for everyone, all logistic supplies, uh, supply chain uh, uh, participant to be, you know, to be benefit, to, to, to be participating in supply chains and to benefit from the logistical activities. And unfortunate reality is that the 40% of the world's population is still not connected to the internet. And in many, and they are mostly in developing countries, unconnected. And even when they are connected to the internet and they have very low quality internet access and the internet access is extremely expensive compared to <clears throat> their monthly income. So this is a concern. Yes, I think the logistics, uh, logistic, the players in the logistical uh, uh, supply chains will need to have the digital technologies at their service, and if not, they may not. They are, their businesses may not flourish. But the concern is developing countries and where there is no internet connection, and they are going to be left behind in this new, you know, new emerging imperative. Let's talk about this idea of Industry 4.0 or smart technology. So, how does this? This this concept of Industry 4.0 affects global trade and trade facilitation. Is I know I keep harping on about it, but what is there a role for posts as well in harnessing this technology in their operations? Yeah, Industry 4.0 developments can potentially improve basically the flow, flows of global trade and trade facilitation. Uh, how by enabling the faster clearance uh, of consignment before, during, and after arrival. And smart technologies could be used for real-time monitoring of consignments. So that will be, a, you know, the, 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 the whole logistical chain will become extremely more uh, efficient. And using the predictive powers of AI and also big data, uh, we can increase the risk management at the borders. Uh, and same predictive powers can be used to reduce energy consumption and increase efficiency in transport systems. So the whole logistic supply chain will benefit from smart technologies. And this is also a reality for postal. Postal will also benefit by many of these technologies to process much faster, to make the risk assessment better, and also to reduce the carbon footprint. Now, you mentioned Asakuda before, which is the Automated System for Customs Data. The UPU is a partner through its customs declaration system. And you were just talking then about facilitating cross-border trade and things like that. So can you tell us a little bit about 
how this uh, partnership works for Asakuda, how the, the UPU's role, and a comment as well about, and this has been a continuing theme through our podcast for the UPU voicemail podcast, what, what, the importance of multilateral agencies working together to sort of facilitate and secure international trade. Yeah. Uh, you see, we have a very long-standing relationship between uh, UPU and UNCTAD. And in fact, the first project we started with UPU was 2017 to, to connect the postal systems to the Asikuda's automated custom systems. And basically the objective of this joint work was to achieve this integration of a customization of Asikuda postal customs declaration to operate in an Asikuda world operational environment. And, and we also to, began to deliver uh, training uh, sessions, you know, with uh, UPU. So since then, we have, uh, we have been working with UPU to develop the customs automation of postal systems in Georgia. And this is live and operational. So this is our first project. And we are working in Moldova. We are working in Vanuatu and also in Cambodia. And this is to bring the postal system very much closer to the larger customs automation systems. And as you said, it's extremely important. And in this interconnected world, especially given that the e-commerce has become a, a huge uh, uh, industry right now, and e-commerce means that there is going to be there are there has been a tsunami of parcels coming through postal services. So it's extremely important to have the customs systems and efficiencies uh, that you see at the customs and also installed at the postal services. So that's what we have been doing. And I think it's been an extremely successful collaboration and it's been an extremely important collaboration uh, with this very high uptake of e-commerce during COVID-19. So continuing this topic of cooperation, the UPU is also one of the founding partners of another flagship UNCTAD initiative, E-Trade for All. What are the opportunities and threats that the digital economy presents for for things like economic inclusion of small businesses, especially, this is another continuing theme for us, especially those that are led by women? And how can posts in developing countries facilitate E-Trade for All? As you said, you see, the small businesses can benefit greatly from digitalization because they, they just need a presence in the online domain. So they don't need a big brick and mortar facilities to sell their wares. So, and this also improves the lives of women because women can have a, have a business uh, presence online. So the whole e-commerce business model is really geared towards small businesses to flourish. But they are they need a lot more services for them to be able to, you know, to benefit from this uh, e-commerce and the digital economy. And this is where that we have seen this e-trade for all becoming an amazing partnership because we have realized all of us the 30-odd partners in the E-Trade for All, that none of the agencies can help the small businesses alone. 
because our specializations come in different domains. Like, for example, post, we need UPU working with us on the E-Trade for All platform because UPU has the ability to work with the postal services, to automate postal services, to help small parcels uh, uh, being uh, delivered and ordered online. We are very happy to have UPU as a very firm E-Trade for All partner. And I'm also very happy to say that UPU is a regular contributor to ANTAD's rapid E-Trade readiness assessment program. And here, what we are trying to do is we go into countries and assess their environment on seven areas to see how ready they are for e-commerce and the digital economy. So these areas are looking at the connectivity, looking at e-commerce and the digital strategy. We look at the skills, the e-payment systems. And one of the biggest thing we also look at is the logistics readiness. And this is one of the areas that we see the, the small players are losing out because the logistical capacities are not there in developing countries especially when it comes to cross-border e-commerce. Because the nature of the cross-border e-commerce is that everyone wants to get their parcels pretty fast. And they're small parcels and they go through post. And in many cases, postal services are not ready. So we are very happy to have UPU coming to assess the postal system's readiness. So it's been an amazing partnership with UPU and we want to continue this great partnership. Now, we've mentioned, or I should say it's cropped up a couple of times, the, the matter of the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. What's the role of technology in the post-COVID economic recovery, especially with respect to the developing world? You see, during COVID, we saw an acceleration of digital technologies. And we saw an acceleration of uptake of digital technologies, not just to do e-commerce, but to work, to have an education and, and to have e-health facilities. So this was, we just, there were numbers to say huge acceleration of the, of the adoption of digital technologies. Now, this trend is here to stay and it will not go away. So the post-COVID-19 world will be much more digitalized than the world that we you know, left during COVID-19. Now, our research also shows that, you know, in this emerging new world is not a world that would greatly benefit developing countries for the simple reason many people in developing countries have no access to internet and they, are no, they don't have the basic skills to, to engage in the digital economy. The payment systems are, uh, you know, not all there and the logistic facilities are not there. So there are many, and the financing of the new uh, startup enterprises are not there. So there are many capacities are lacking in developing countries to benefit from this, you know, to harness the power of the technology. So what needs to be done then to address economic disparities in digitalization of trade, so especially in the work of multilateral actors like UNCTAD and the UPU? I guess we all need to do a lot more to do many things. We need to make sure that the, that the last 40% of the world is connected to internet. We all need to work hard to make sure that they have the, the internet is affordable for them and it is of high quality. 
and we need to work to build the skills, especially of young people, so that they can make a living in this emerging digital uh, economy. So this, we, so as international organization, we need to work towards addressing these many facets of connectivity divides. And another divide that has emerged, and it is a quite a worrying divide, is the data divide. We are walking into a world where there are very few mega platforms can benefit from data. And they can, they can collect data, they can store data, analyze data, and make intelligence out of data, and then sell this intelligence. And developing countries don't have this ability, and they are mostly the providers of data for free for these platforms. And then once the platforms have developed intelligence, the developing countries will be buying this intelligence of these platforms. So we are currently observing an emerging data divide on top of the connectivity divide of the yesteryear or the, or, or, or the connectivity divide that is continuing for today, um, until today. So we need to address this emerging data divide. It cannot be the case that the, the developing countries are mere providers of data to big platforms and then waiting and buying the intelligence of these platforms. So there are many areas where we need to work. It's the one area is to define what it means as data, make sure that the developing countries have the ability to uh, collect data and store data, analyze data, and make sure there are the, the, the global governance principles are there so that their data sharing is facilitated, especially uh, for big issues like climate change and addressing pandemics. It cannot be the case that only few platforms keep data. And when there is a calamity uh, of the climate change or the pandemics are affecting us. So many things need to be done, and these needs to be done in the multilateral, you know, fora. Sharmika, that last point about what sense—it almost amounts to like digital exploitation. It feels like it's the jumping-off point for a whole other discussion that maybe we need to have because, well, the postal world is—you know—it's one of those common links, isn't it, between countries in within a continent, across different continents around the world conversation we probably need to have but we've run out of time for today and we've covered so many interesting topics uh, and again what the common themes here cooperation and utilizing the networks that exist to improve the lives of citizens all over the world dr sharmika siriman director of the division on technology and logistics of the united nations conference on trade and development thank you very much for joining us on the upu voicemail podcast today Thank you, Ian. That was fun. We should do this more often. You've been listening to Voicemail, the official podcast of the Universal Postal Union. Subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platform and you'll get each episode downloaded to the device of your choosing as it's released. My thanks to the team at the UPU for their help putting together this episode. I'm your host, Ian Kerr, and I look forward to your company next time on voicemail, the podcast of the UPU.